The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful La Quinta, California, right outside Palm Springs, California. And I'm thrilled that you joined me today. And what you will be hearing is just me today. I'm going to be talking about some very interesting scientific studies that may very well explain what is going on right now on the planet, as well as explain the dominant emotions of the collective consciousness that we are currently experiencing. So I am very excited to share my insights and opinions in the desire to bring about some clarity to you. Astrologically, there is a window of time and space that is occurring right now that shifts us from confusion into understanding that we can absolutely choose how to create change in these dramatic times and be absolutely certain that we are headed into a wonderful and abundant phase in our lives as we discover just how powerful we truly are. Before we get started, I just want to let you know of some very special shows that are now on Law of Attraction Radio Network. You may have heard of the wonderful Kelly Howell of the Theater of the Mind. Well, she is now part of our Enlightenment team of radio show hosts. And I'm thrilled about it. We also have Richard Harper, award-winning author of Consciously Wealthy, who has joined us. And starting soon, we're going to have a brand new angel show coming in, in which you can call in and ask the angels for advice or assistance. Also included in our new show lineup will be a show on the law of attraction and love and romance starting in October. So we have quite a lineup for you, one that will keep you inspired and motivated to know the power of your mind. Yes, I'm going to be mentioning here about the Law of Attraction Cruise, and I'm so excited about this. From Wealth to Health, to powerful intuitive readings by Dr. Michael Mosley and even blood readings by the Beagleson brothers. We've got it all on this cruise. And to help you to manifest the funds for the cruise, we have Cassie Parks and her manifest10k.com program. Hey, take advantage of this program and start creating all the funds you need for this incredible cruise. Now, on the cruise, we're going to be stopping at three islands, and the last one being a very private island. It's very luxurious. If you want to raise your vibration to create something incredible in your life, well, you got to step outside your current environment in order to reframe your thinking. If you don't think you have the time or the energy or the money for the cruise, well, 
truthfully, you're just letting those limiting beliefs stop you from discovering your true power of creation. Many say that they are fearful, and yet fear is the one thing you must overcome in order to raise that vibration up to a new frequency. You know, Marianne Williamson said, quote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us the most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Well, actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the exact same thing. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Unquote. So come on this cruise, especially if you're fearful about being your true magnificent self. Because I guarantee you, you will walk off that ship, shining bright, ready to beam yourself out to the world. I have seen it on every single cruise. That's why we do the cruises to begin with. Go to loaradionetwork.com forward slash cruise and put in your deposit. If you need a cabin mate, no problem. We have a few people available that can room with you. Trust the universe on this. Then go to manifest10k.com and tell Cassie that you're coming on the cruise. What you will learn is that you are incredibly powerful, that your mind is a computer, and that you want to live a high-frequency life. So let's take a fast commercial ID break, and we'll be right back with some really, really fascinating scientific information. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Okay, we are back and you're listening to Law of Attraction Talk Radio with Jules. Okay, let's dive into some science, shall we? Russian scientist Dr. Konstantin Karakov is a professor of physics at St. Petersburg State Technical University in Russia. 
He has been studying the human energy field and is claiming that people can change the world simply by using their own energy. While this idea is not new, not too many have taken the time to scientifically go about proving such ideas. Although the field of quantum physics has shed some powerful light on the subject over the last few years, Dr. Kurokov states that when we think positive and negative thoughts, each have a different impact on our surrounding environment. He goes on to state, we are developing the idea that our consciousness is part of the material world. And with our consciousness, we can directly influence our world. Yep, that's right. He has determined that our thoughts are energy that form our environment. I want to say that I believe this to mean that we are all creating a hologram of our life. What we see today is simply a reflection of our thoughts. All of our problems, all of our fears are being played out. These are not hidden from us. They are revealed to us daily as we look at our existing world, which is our hologram. When you start looking at life as if you're a third person, completely removing yourself from experiencing your own personal emotions, you'll be able to see that all situations that occur is something that you put into your hologram. Something as simple as a phone call from a lost long friend that absolutely delights you to the place where you get fired from a job. These are all things that are placed in your hologram, knowingly or not, that are created through the reflections of your mind and thoughts and what you need to experience in order to grow beyond your limiting beliefs. The most important thing to observe in these holograms is how you react to them because those are the telltale signs of your limiting beliefs. The Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research Laboratory, also known as PEAR, has also been trying to wrap their heads around the power of the mind and have concluded that the mind does in fact have a subtle capacity to influence the output of devices known as random events generators. To determine the effects of the mind intention on the physical world, they built several machines called a random number generator. The machine would essentially mimic a coin flip and record the results over time. The machine performed 200 flips per second and produced an average means of a hundred predictions, as one would expect. Left unintended, the machine would continue to produce results that suggested a 50-50 chance of producing either heads or tails flip. 
And the interesting results came when human intention started to interact with the machine. What was once a random 50-50 chance of producing heads or tails began to deviate from the expectation as the observer began to intend for the number to be higher or lower. While the effects of the mind over the machine was not large, it was enough that contemporary physics was unable to explain what exactly happened. In other words, the mind of the observer actually changed the results of the machine. So for all of you who are afraid of robots, well, you may be discounting your own power of the mind over these machines. Or you can think about it in these terms. How many sit down at a casino table playing blackjack, realizing that perhaps their power of the mind is actually influencing their wins? I know quite a few heavy-duty law of attraction practitioners who love to gamble at the slots and the tables and who are quite successful. I have no doubt that they are influencing their outcome, not all the time, but in significant amounts. I also want to make sure that you know that they have released their limiting beliefs and that they have a high ability to detach from the outcome. In other words, they can lose a few hands and win a few hands without really being concerned about it. They gamble little bits and then grow their winnings. They also know that if they're losing money, they are not in the right vibration in which to attract the winnings. They know when to stop. So there is a lot of logic that goes into manipulating those machines or cards. In other words, it's just not wishful thinking. For instance, I'm not a candidate to win at the table simply because I know my limiting beliefs. I believe that I'm just throwing my money away rather than putting it into something I feel is more constructive. Yes, I would love to win money, but my limiting beliefs stop me before I can even get to that table. So I am using my logic to prevent me from losing big dollars at the table. I'm not going to go in there and just think that I've released my limiting beliefs. It takes a little bit more work. Lynn McTaggart of the Intention Experiment, and who has been a guest on my show quite a few times, stated, quote, targeting your thoughts, or what scientists refer to as intention, appear to produce an energy potent enough to change physical reality. A simple thought seems to have the power to change our world. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Let us not forget the late Dr. Emoto, who did hundreds of experiments testing the effects of thoughts and emotions that can impact water molecules. He proved that indeed the water structure is affected by positive and negative thoughts. His photographs of changed water structure by even a single word on the positive intent, perhaps love, or the negative intent, such as disgust, have literally gone viral around the world. So what you 
think about your body can affect your health, can affect your cells. Also, coming out of Dr. Emoto's photos, we can conclude that our thoughts can change the molecular structure of food and water. And this is very, very important for us to grasp in this age of GMOs and fluoridated water. Praying over your food can very well change the molecular structure of what you eat and drink. In the 1970s, German physicist Fritz Albert Popp has made the discovery that all living things emit tiny particles of light, a constant stream of light photons. Spiritual people have called this the aura. In science, they were called biophoto emissions. Pop's research has concluded in the idea that these light waves are like an informational system, able to carry information through your body almost instantaneously. He founded the International Institute of Biophysics, which constitutes 15 scientific groups around the globe, including the famous CERN Institute in Switzerland. So we know that people are recognized, especially scientists, they are recognizing that there is these bio-photon emissions. Scientist G. Schwartz, using a photo process developed by Curly and Photography, took pictures of Reiki healers sending a healing intention, and this intention showed up as streams of laser-like light waves from the hands of the healers. The quality of these biophotons was a super powerful frequency known as super radiance. This living energy was able to organize itself into giant coherent states with the highest form of quantum order known to nature. This superpower state has actually already been discovered by Einstein 70 years ago. Later, scientist Ketterlin won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2001 for discovering that this state can be measured in the biophotons emitting from all plants, all animals, and all humans. And today, it is well known that our planet itself produces the same biophotons, creating an aura of energy around our planet. Because quite simply, our planet is alive. If you look into a high-powered telescope, you can see the auras around all the other planets in our galaxy as well. In other words, stated Lynn McTaggart, a thought radiates out like a starlight, affecting everything in its path. And she continues, there now seems to be evidence that there is a constant flow of information between all living things, a quantum communication. This point is proved by Dr. Pop by his claims that organisms use this light to talk to other organisms and suggested that this could explain telepathic. It seems like human beings and plants already have their own wireless internet based on our DNA. 
Isn't this wonderful? Does this mean that someday we won't need to use cell phones? Perhaps the cell phones and Wi-Fi of today are, are simply getting us used to the idea of telepathy in which we can simply learn how to communicate through our thoughts without a device. Even more exciting, this proves the point that the merging of all consciousness to form something that we call collective consciousness is what actually creates the major shifts in our planets as well as ourselves. If we have hurricanes, what does that say about what is happening in the collective consciousness? What about earthquakes and floods and even riots? Notice what we are seeing occurring in the world today and what is that telling us that the collective consciousness is expressing outward to the planet and all its inhabitants. Amazingly, there have been conclusive experiments called the love study that show the effects of your thoughts can have on another person. Couples were separated in different rooms, which were isolated by walls of steel. An EEG recorded the brain waves of both people. The sender was asked to send a thought with an image to the receiver, and the results showed that it recorded identical brain wave patterns. The receiver's brain acted like he was seeing the same image at the exact same time. Couples who meditate regularly showed even better results. Other factors for success of the attention seem to be focus, as well as belief that it works, and along with having love and compassion for the other. So the next time you think of a person or your loved one, be well aware that the other subconsciously receives your thoughts. That's right. They can receive your good thoughts, your bad thoughts, and even your really ugly thoughts. So just beware. <laughs> Another study called To Hate was a mental fight between two Qigong masters. One sends the intention to knock the other one back by thought only. Scientists wanted to see if the effect of To Hate is physiological or psychological. So they installed EEG machines again and tracked their movements while practicing to hate from different floor locations in a building. One could not see the other and when to know when one would intend to mentally hit the other. The most amazing thing they recovered though was that the receiver registered the ouch hit a few moments before the sender even mentally sent it. There have been numerous studies in science on this very fact that humans receive physical foreboding prior to an event. Heart math showed a stress documentation registered on a machine of what happened just minutes before the plane hit the World Trade Centers on 9-11. These machines showed a dramatic spike in a sense of apprehension that lasted 15. 
15 minutes prior to the collapse of the buildings. Unbelievable. Wow. And then we all know Dr. Joe Dispenza showed us through his book, You Are the Placebo, how it's possible to heal by thought alone when you have positive expectations. Dr. Joe draws upon his lifetime of experience to describe how subtle shifts in the way we use our brains are the quantum key to life-affirming changes in our body, our lives, and even our relationships. Research has also showed that negative thoughts and visualization can have a negative effect on your body. By thinking negative thoughts, you damage the health of your own cells. It is as if the negativity is somehow infectious and takes on a physical form. Greg Braden told us that on my show, and this is also known as he explained the nocebo effect, the result of the negative thought. If you've been told by a doctor that you are going to die in six months and your mind believes it, you will most likely die in six months. The significance of this is if your mind believes what that doctor says. A belief emerges from collective affirmations within the mind. And to put it more simply, this means that you would think a thought over and over and over again. Studies have shown that people with negative thought patterns such as anger, fear, guilt, lack of self-esteem heal much slower from injury than positive thinking people. This is one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of visiting doctor's offices. Taking my father to the oncologist and having the doctor say to him, there's nothing more we can do. Just get comfortable and accept the fact that you're going to die. Literally had him dead in just a few short weeks. His mind and thoughts were focused that the doctor was the authority over his body who could determine his fate. That was his belief. And I couldn't say anything to him that would change his belief. Having said that, as a hypnotherapist, I do help people during their cancer treatments to overcome their thought patterns, to believe that their mind is healing their body. And they easily discover the power to heal themselves. Also, as a hypnotherapist, I firmly believe in mental rehearsal for all kinds of athletes and sports enthusiasts. Focused intention and visualization has been proven to alter and improve physical performance. By practicing in your mind, you become better and better at your skill. Mental rehearsals is different from positive thinking because you are pre-thinking and pre-feeling the situation as if it were real as you relax prior to falling asleep. You watch a mental video observing your absolute success in overcoming all obstacles that you face during that activity. The most important thing here is to include all your senses and think as if it's real and already happening. I've used this with teens wishing to win scholarships for soccer and I've used this successfully for superstars in exports racing. 
And I also want to mention that the younger the child uses this kind of mental rehearsal, the more successful the outcome will be because they lack all of the baggage we adults have accrued. It's really amazing when you use the law of attraction to bring to you what you are desiring through engaging your mind in a mental rehearsal visualization. Powerful, powerful, powerful. A study showed that people training their biceps in their mind increased their muscles by 15%, while the other group who actually went to the gym for real training increased the muscles by 30%. So pure mental training is almost as effective as a real workout. So if you don't have time to go to the gym, hey, think about working out before you go to sleep. There is a lot of literature on biofeedback and mind-body medicine and how you can mentally influence your body. And I've used this personally when I was playing in a virtual world on the computer. I had my avatar run around this beautiful island and I could actually feel the sweat on my back even though I was controlling the avatar through my computer. I had no physical activity, but I lost weight. Again, Lynn McTaggart states, every thought that we have is tangible energy with the power to transform. And that's a powerful statement. A thought is not only a thing. A thought is a thing that influences other things. Okay. So we have proof as to how powerful we are. So what is going on today in our world? I came upon this really tremendous article by Greg Calise, and it's called The Collective Human Consciousness. And he has the website of riverbankoftruth.com. And I just want to give you bits and pieces of it because I think it's right on target and expresses everything that I feel to be true. It starts off, the collective human consciousness stretches back many thousands of years. Whatever has happened in history is embedded in the human collective subconsciousness. For example, women have been abused, tortured, murdered, enslaved, and raped for many thousands of years. This is embedded into the human collective consciousness. Likewise, all of the religious fear and guilt, all of the wars and everything else, we are all very much affected by all of this in many, many ways. This is part of our human conditioning. The world that we live in is a reflection of the collective human consciousness. The modern world is an ugly place because that ugliness exists in the consciousness of the majority of humanity. The powers that be know this, and this is why they spend so much time on propaganda to program the masses. This is why they control the educational system and the media. 
the effects of a dumbed down population is very ugly and such sheeple are very easily controlled. The type of government a country has is a reflection of the people's consciousness. Now, since the 1980s, there has been tremendous propaganda promoting selfishness, greed, and that success in life is equated with how much money you have. So this then is reflected into the governments they vote for. The powers that be are convincing humanity to become just like them. Heartless, selfish, lacking empathy, dishonest, and greedy. When the general populace become dishonest and selfish, the government will reflect that. If society was not so degraded, the politicians would not be allowed to remain in office. We have a situation that's really glaring us in the eyes of politicians who should not be in office. Dr. Rupert Sheldrake hypothesized morphic fields and morphic resonance. What this means is that a group that is established creates a morphic field that is a particular frequency or resonance pattern. Whoever belongs to that group taps into the collective consciousness of that group and they become conditioned to behave according to the collective consciousness or morphic field of that particular group. For example, a sports team sets up a resonant frequency or morphic field and all of the team members and fans tap into that and get conditioned by that energetic pattern. This is a very obvious example as it is easy to spot. Sometimes people can become obsessed by their team and their behavior is very, very much affected. We have seen this to be true. Now, every group has a morphic field, whether it be a family unit, a religion, a city, state, country, etc. Even a country club or a bird watching club, they all have a morphic field. We can see that each country has a specific morphic field. And those people that belong to that country are apt to connect into it and become conditioned by it. The country then develops according to the collective consciousness of its inhabitants. When you perceive what is happening in your country as a direct reflection of the collective consciousness of the people, then you're beginning to get the picture. If the majority of people in a specific country are greedy, dishonest, selfish, and inconsiderate, then that is reflected by the external environment. If we see these things in society, on the news, and in the political and corporate fields, you can be sure to find the source of it within major parts of the individual consciousness of that society. If you have a country of dumbed down, uneducated, dishonest, selfish people, then you have a situation like we have currently in modern America. And I really hate to say that, but if you sit and look at what is going on, I think you may agree. 
And what you have is a country with corrupt legal, judiciary, religious, social, political, and business systems. As long as the major part of society prefer to remain asleep, then the outer world cannot change. Trying to change the outer world without changing the collective consciousness of the people to change the morphic resonance is like trying to change the reflection in the mirror. A mirror simply reflects back what is placed before it. You know, if an ugly person looks in the mirror, he cannot expect the mirror to reflect a face of beauty. So to become an activist without this deep understanding is not to understand the basic principles at work. You cannot change the image in the mirror without changing that which is being reflected. Until a major part of humanity can awaken and change their consciousness, then nothing can change what is happening in the external world. It just won't work. You can arrest all the corrupt politicians and the bankers, but then some other thugs will fill in the void. We see this with every single revolution that has taken place for centuries. The only way out of the mess we currently find ourselves in is by mass awakening. And this takes re-education of the masses. They need to unlearn everything and to relearn a new way of thinking. You who are listening right now to this show, you are awakening. You are realizing your personal power to change the way you think. You are becoming the brand new collective consciousness that is forming a dramatic change, which is about to happen on this planet. So the question is, can the others change the way the majority of people think before it's too late. The problem is that you cannot force someone to be awakened. It just doesn't work. The majority of people, at least here in America, are completely programmed. Notice that if you mention chemtrails, they think that you're a conspiracy nut. If you point to the chemtrails in the sky, they refuse to even acknowledge their existence. You know you're in trouble when the blatant truth is staring them right in the face and they refuse to acknowledge it. They prefer to live the lie. So how can you awaken someone who is so asleep? Well, you can help people by understanding their own personal power in which to change the future. You can talk to people about the law of attraction. The more people that know that they possess the power to make their lives so much better, then they're going to become a part of the collective consciousness that is percentage-wise a much smaller group, but is sure to grow by the awakening. Each person adds to the collective human consciousness and each person is affected by the collective consciousness. We live in an energetic soup. 
For example, all women are affected by the collective consciousness of thousands of years of abuse. And as a woman, it's so easy for me to get back into feeling as if I'm a victim. Each one of us are carrying the memory of the past humanity. Only if one awakens to the present moment can one become free of the past. Each time one person awakens, he creates a bridge for the others to cross. He diminishes the collective human consciousness of all the pain and suffering that the past exerts upon the present and the future. So the external world is a reflection of the collective human consciousness, meaning that the totality of human consciousness is what manifests our world. But if you're an individual and you're listening to this, then you are either well on the road to awakening or perhaps already very awake. And I applaud you. So what you perceive in the external world is not necessarily a reflection of what is happening within your own personal subconscious. I'm sure you have all seen the catchphrases, especially on Facebook, that exclaim, whatever you see in the outer world is a reflection of your own subconscious. What you are seeing is a reflection of the majority of people, but you are vibrating, you are vibrating at a different frequency. You're not connected into their morphic fields. So you will see a lot more things that are really not a reflection of how you think. If the world was a reflection of you personally, then if you became enlightened, then all the ills of the world would disappear. Well, that just doesn't happen. But you can change your own individual life. And that is the place where you can influence others to change their life. Your own personal subconscious will reflect in your close personal lives. Your family members, friends, lovers, works, and events in your personal life are more apt to be reflections of your inner consciousness. But the events happening on a larger or global scale may have nothing to do with your own subconscious. They are merely reflections of the general mass of people. So with this, I want to urge you to break out of your silence. You don't have to talk of politics, but you have to let people know that we must change the entire way we look at humanity and we must make people aware that they're powerful beyond their imagination. This is how we are going to break away from the programmed world and stop conforming to the status quo and create a brand new, abundant and prosperous future for all. I hate to place this responsibility on you, but for some reason, my intuition is saying that's why you're listening to this show tonight. 
I believe it will actually be easier for you, the listener and the law of attraction practitioner, to broach the subject of an individual's power to create rather than talk about the political stances that are happening in the world today. This is the ticket for us and I'm going to again urge you to break the silence. This is exactly why you're on the planet. We need to merge our collective consciousness from a small percentage to a much larger percentage. I want to remind you of what Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote in his book, The Power of Intention. He was referencing Dr. Hawkins' research and the impact the individual can have on humanity. It states, one individual who lives and vibrates to the energy of optimism and willingness to be non-judgmental of others will counterbalance the negativity of 90,000 individuals who calibrate at the lower weakening levels. One individual who vibrates to the energy of pure love and reverence for all life will counterbalance the negativity of 750,000 individuals who calibrate at the lower weakening levels. One individual who lives and vibrates to the energy of illumination, bliss, and infinite peace will counterbalance the negativity of 10 million people who calibrate at a lower weakening level. And today, there are approximately 22 such sages who are alive and who are affecting 10 million people. One individual who lives and vibrates to the energy of pure grace and spirit beyond the body in a world of non-duality or complete oneness will counterbalance the negativity of 70 million people who calibrate at the lower weakening levels. And there are approximately 10 such sages who are alive today. Where do you, as an individual, fit within these guidelines in order to change humanity? The time is now, and it's up to us all, as Law of Attraction practitioners, to go out there, start vibrating at a higher frequency, talk to people about their power, to change their lives and that will change the world. Let's get out of our own personal greed, our own materialism, our own desire to be rich and famous because it's truly clear to me that it's up to us. It's up to us. And right now, 
every single one of us is going to be changing the world if you wish to accept this challenge on behalf of your children and their future children. Future generations will remember that this was the age of enlightenment and you are ready to make history. So what are the steps for us to take individually to get where we need to be? Number one, let's maintain a positive environment. And what does this mean? Well, let's take all the knowledge that we've already learned in this episode and let's make it work for you. The first thing to remember is that you will experience the results of thought forms that you put into motion in the past. Recognize that this will occur and begin to work from this moment forth to deliberately design the the experiences you wish to have in the future. What you need to do is create a positive environment for yourself while you explore prior choices that will continue to impact you. Begin by creating a positive attitude about life by establishing your own version of everything happens for the best. I say your version because that's what is most important. It's your belief that counts, not mine. Develop your version and strengthen the thought form when something occurs for you that might not initially seem favorable by reminding yourself that everything happens for the best. It will take a little practice, but as you strengthen this thought form, you will notice a difference in your emotional response. Adopt the philosophy that you can learn something from every experience. To further enhance your environment, focus on the positive things around you. See the glass as half full rather than half empty. Be sure to focus your attention on what you want, not on what you don't want. If you want to have more money, focus on how to obtain more, not on the fact that you don't have enough. Constantly keep in mind what you've learned about thought forms. You don't want to use your energy to strengthen limiting ones. Keep your attention focused on your desires and goals and strengthen those thought forms. Your overall intent should be to keep your energy positive. And you know what that means. The more you stay positive, the more you will attract positive experiences. There are times, however, when you won't feel positive and that's only because you're human. I'm not encouraging you to deny or avoid unpleasant feelings or situation. Experiencing them is an important part of your growth process. I'm saying to experience them, but move on as quickly as possible. Develop your ability to emotionally rebound. As you remove limiting beliefs, doing so will become easier and easier day by day. I have a friend who was told by a counselor that to release his fears, he needed to experience them. Well, that may be true, but 
the experience need not last for years. Experience and release can be done within a matter of minutes. Number two, have faith in yourself. It is important that you have the faith or the belief that you can make the changes in your life that you choose to make. If you have a belief that you can't help yourself change, well, stop right where you are because your disbelief will negate anything that you attempt to do. Remember, you can only change that which you are willing to accept responsibility for. So create your vision of, I'm responsible for my own experiences and I can change my life for the better. You can do it. Just believe it. Believe in yourself. You know, the one thing about people who get caught doing crimes, they're not sorry for the crime. They're just sorry that they got caught. Well, therein lies the problem. They are not taking responsibility for their initial behavior. This is where you can change your life by accepting the root cause of what you contributed to the situation. If you committed the so-called crime in your life, then you got to take responsibility for it. And once you do that, everything changes. I would encourage you not to establish expectations that everything in your life will miraculously change overnight because it doesn't. Based on my experience, it may take some patience on your part. That may sound like a limiting statement, but I'd rather see you make incremental progress and stick with it than go for the moon and quit in frustration. Your library of beliefs was built upon a number of years, and it's going to take some research to access the inventory. The time to start the process of change, however, is right now at this precise minute. Process is an important word. A process is something that happens over time. Change is a process. Unfortunately, most of us want that change to be an event instantaneously. <laughs> Life itself is a process, ever-changing, ever-unfolding. You're probably wondering how long your process of change will take. Realistically, mm, forever. <laughs> Don't panic. You'll want to continue the process of growth and change to expand and deepen your experience indefinitely because you are a human who came here to learn how to be spiritual. It's a lifelong process. So change what you want to change at your own pace. Be easy on yourself. You are experiencing your world. You are the one that calls the shots. Number three, increase your self-awareness with the appropriate emotional environment established and the confidence that you can succeed now you need to expand your awareness of yourself so that you can begin to recognize your limiting beliefs. Number four, monitor your self-talk. 
Monitoring your self-talk is an excellent way to start collecting data on what beliefs you hold. Self-talk is the constant mental or verbal conversation that goes on as you are going about your day. It's about talking to yourself and being aware of what you are saying to yourself. Being aware of what you are calling yourself. Being aware of the negative and yet some very positive thoughts that you are experiencing. You're simply becoming an observer to your own self-talk. Number five, become that observer whenever you get frustrated or angry. Look at what is occurring because if you can see it in a different light, you will see the good in it. You will discover how powerful that is. You are becoming aware of these divine signals from the universe that gives you great motivation to change. This is very, very powerful. And six, remove limiting ways of thinking. Now, to remove limiting beliefs, you utilize the same method that you used when you acquired them. You use choice. To remove them, you simply choose to do so. That may sound too simple, but you know what? It works. Confidence must be built with smaller experiences of success before most people will believe that they can do it. We all have existing beliefs about what we can and what we can't do. And they must be dealt with first. When you remove a limiting belief, it's a good idea to replace it with an empowering one. And remember, the choice of what you want to believe is right there at your fingertips. You can invoke that choice to become a permanent new belief within your mind. The more people who start believing in their personal power to create, the bigger and more magnificent the collective consciousness becomes. When this happens, the world evolves to a new high vibrational level in which to create a healthy, prosperous, and an abundant planet for all its inhabitants. It's amazing. And with that, I am ending tonight's show with one of my most favorite songs that creates a beautiful intention. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with another great show all about the law of attraction. Bye-bye for now. I see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue And clouds of white 
bright blessed day The dark sacred night And I think to myself What a wonderful world The colors of the rainbow So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how do you do They're really saying I love you I hear babies cry I watch them grow They learn much more Than I never knew Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.
quite simply, all the information that is flowing to us is creating a world that no one can win. How did we fall into this trap of believing this fear? Well, Deepak Chopra said that it is revealing our dark side, that it is allowing us to feel that negative side in order to create the change. Well, I choose to say something different, although it may be the same thing. It is bringing up where we feel vulnerable to our victimhood. Those issues that make us nervous or anxious about the future is simply something that we are re-experiencing. For example, a wonderful friend of mine had her house foreclosed on even though the payments were made and there appeared to be some discrepancies over the signatures on her mortgage loan. In other words, they believed their house was taken from them fraudulently. Now, this sets them up as being a victim and for the next 10 years, they looked at article after article proving that they had lost their home equity and, and their life savings through fraudulent means. Unfortunately, this person was unable to move beyond and stayed stuck for 10 years, reliving their victimhood. Instead of looking of their newfound freedom from the home ownership, they were looking at it as being stolen from them. Another person was affected by her child who was autistic and they became so engrossed in these mandatory vaccinations that they couldn't move past into changing their thoughts. In other words, they started associations in which to stop the vaccines, in which to stop the vaccines. Well, that all sounds wonderful. 
And that sounds wonderful. But it also kept them stuck in their victimhood. They could have used their thoughts perhaps a little bit more focused on the intention of bringing their child out of his autism through the new out of their out of his autism perhaps they could have used their thoughts a little bit more focused on the intention of bringing the child out of out of his autism which could have helped millions and millions of people affected by the vaccines. Another had lost so many friends and family to cancer that they knew cancer, they knew chemo and radio, they knew that chemo and radiation treatments actually killed their loved ones instead of healing them. In many instances, In many instances, victim turned their sorrow and grief into a passion to correct, to correct the issue for others. The victimhood became a victimhood became a sincere motivator to improve the situation, which is wonderful. But they were still humans fighting physical oppression. This is an area where we need some deep and meaningful discussion of being an activist and being a person to lead the world into the power of creation. I will tell you that I'm still living as an activist, but I am beginning to awaken that this is because it lights up an area for me where I felt a victim. And this victimhood for me became my motivator to awaken people. But I think we are moving into another realm right now where we are intentionally living the life, where we are intentionally living life the way we want without a thought of creating something different than we want. We don't want to create that situation. We want to move forward and create something much, much better. Do you understand? Do you see what I mean? The only thing that stops us from being free, the only thing that stops us from being free, the only thing that stops us from us being a victim is our thoughts, which is the thing that creates other things. All the studies and evidence that I just presented shows that we are still very much living in our third dimensional world. Now it's time to move beyond our physical world and get into our fourth, fifth, and sixth dimensional world, knowing that you are creating the hologram that you need to experience. This takes you out of the victim mode and into the creation mode of which you can really create a better life for all. Truthfully, it doesn't matter who wins the election. It doesn't matter who moves into our shores. 
What matters is our fear and our state of mind to create peace and prosperity and abundance. It's time that we evolved beyond politics. No one has the power over us. We are magnificent creators. So you don't want to pay taxes? Don't pay your taxes. So you don't want to get health insurance? Don't get health insurance. So you want to work at a nine? So you don't want to work at a nine to five job? So create your own way to make money. It's all up to you. The only reason you think you are a slave is because you have not declared yourself free. Your fear is what is keeping you stuck. So drop the fear. Start making your thoughts about living in a magical world full of potential and recognize that life is good and that your mind has the absolute power to create something magnificent. I just gave you proof that your thoughts create your world. This is something so simple, and yet this is the biggest challenge you will ever, ever receive in your life. Believing yourself first and foremost as the master of your life. Come out of your victim mode and let yourself experience the freedom. Having said all that, it doesn't mean putting your head in the sand. You need to know what's going on to create something better. Now, but now you have the ability to decide what you want in your hologram as you take care of yourself. You decide because you are the creator or the co-creator of your life. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.